Welcome to another exciting episode <laughs> there of goes. Reddit, where once a week we randomly pick a subreddit and then talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. Did you get any good snacks in New England? Uh, I finally got a caramel apple. Yay. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, man. I had to explain to some people why caramel apples are infinitely better than candy apples, and most people don't know the difference, which... I. I feel like all the things that I care about are things that no other human being can even tell the difference about. Yes. I think... Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. And also, the things you get very angry about are things that yes. people don't well, think are important. It's the reason we yes, do this show true. is because that's true for all three of us. <laughs> that is true! It is true. It is true, yes. That's fair. Um, here's a question. Why not get an apple, chop it into slices, and dip it into a caramel sauce, which is a much less horrible way to consume that treat? True. Because it's not as challenging to consume. <laughs> oh, I see. You like the challenge. I mean, it's it's an experience as much as anything else. Okay. Uh, so we've discussed what you've done IRL by Louisa immediately jumping into, what did you do in New England? Thus prompting <laughs> the audience to imagine an entire backstory where they already knew you had gone to New England. Um, yes. but, but what did you do online this past week? So, this past week, online, I began watching the uh, Amazon series called Lore, based Mm -hmm. on the podcast that I've talked about on this show before, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want to say that it infuriated me greatly, (laughs) because... I've talked on this show before about how I fi- I finally learned that Aaron Mankey is a lying bastard who is just full of lies and never says anything that's true. Oh, so, so this is the podcast guy then. Yes, yeah. that's the guy who makes the podcast. Okay. Does this um, make it does lore make you mad for the same reason that it makes me mad where he says stuff as if it's true even though it's like and then historical records show that a ghost totally ate his head off. It's like no, they don't. Well, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, that I mean, sometimes he does say things and it's like, can you believe this is true? And then it's not. Like, I <laughs> so can't it's believe like, it's true I guess because I, I that's shouldn't not have real. believe that, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's also, like, uh, in the, the TV show, they retell the stories from several of the episodes of the podcast. That's, like, the, the way that they're choosing to do it. And the stories are different. He's not even telling the same <laughs> lies that he told on the podcast. That's good. And then I went, to his, I went to his Twitter account because I was so mad, and I wanted to see if anyone else had noticed, and there were a bunch of people who were like, hey, Aaron Mankey, I noticed that in this episode this thing was different or whatever. And then he would always respond, yeah, well, new research turns up new information. Bullshit! Because I looked up those stories, and everyone's <laughs> like, this thing is still... Like, no one knows, so anything anyone tells you is just made-up bullshit, including this stuff. (laughs) You can't do new research into someone from 1655 made up a ghost to charge people money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I wish, I kind of wish that they, that Lore, the show, and the podcast um, handled it a bit more of, like, 
here is the story that everyone tells. Here's what we know is factual, and then here's where, like, things get hazy about whether whether it was true or not, or, like, mm-hmm. what people claimed and things like that. Because I feel like that's a much more satisfying format. Would and you say... And it lets you know when to stop believing things. Would you say the Memory Palace did that? Because I think that was a pretty good podcast. I would say the Memory Palace did that, because I've never listened to the Memory Palace, <laughs> but I believe you, Louisa, because you're my sister. Um, Memory right. Palace is, is <laughs> still a going concern. Um, oh, uh, did surprisingly. the Max Fun Yeah, list? It left Max Fun because they weren't on a consistent enough schedule, and it has, like, high production costs, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I discovered, listening to The Memory Palace, after listening to, like, 20 episodes of Lore, that Aaron Mankey is just doing an impersonation of the guy who hosts The Memory Palace. Like, yeah. his cadence and his voice <laughs> are identical, and it's got to be on purpose. Well, and and it has to be on purpose also because it's so clear that Aaron Mankey is, like, doing a character when he's doing it. The guy who, what is it, uh, who does Memory Palace? Nate Nick DeMeo. Nate. Nate DeMeo. Nick for some reason. <laughs> Nate DeMeo, it sounds like that's just sort of the way he talks. <laughs> but when you hear Aaron Menke talk, every sentence is delivered in exactly the same way. And he always pauses at the same moments. <laughs> and, like, does everything exactly the same for every story. And it's like... You're doing. Are you doing a character? Is yeah. this your Saturday Night Live audition? Yeah, his yeah. character is Nate DeMeo talking about Goatmen. <laughs> uh, the Saturday Night Live, absolutely, they would do that. Like, oh yeah, they had that Goatman SNL for sure. Who was that? Jim and Brewer. Had, and they had those public radio hosts. That's yeah. just two characters matched together. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Perfect. We'll get Jim Brewer back, and they'll be inv- uh, they'll, they'll invite Aaron Menke to talk about his balls or whatever. Do you, yes. <laughs> Do you think we will live to see the day when SNL runs out of ideas so much that they start doing past character mashups? <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't just rebooted yeah. past characters. Yeah, here's here's Mango singing fish heads, etc. <laughs> Yeah. We're inviting someone out to do the Andy Kaufman bit for the first episode. <laughs> He's just gonna do that. I if somebody could do that in a way that was like as like unusual as Andy Kaufman's version of it was, that might be okay. Mm, you can't do it twice though. That's the problem. Maybe I don't know. You'd have to figure out a way to subvert the expectations of subverted expectations that you have for that bit. And I don't know how you would do that. I, yeah, I, I just don't think that we can ever have a person again whose entire life is an anti-joke the way Andy Kaufman was. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I feel like Tom Green tried to be that, and he ended up just being a fart joke instead. Yeah, he was that, but yeah. for fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Andy Kaufman of fart jokes. <laughs> You would probably take uh, that as a great compliment. Yeah, I think that that's accurate, too. I, I never saw the motion picture Freddy Got Fingered, but people uh, seem to have nostalgia for it. Maybe it's time to revisit. Also, this is sort of unrelated, but um, I was listening to... You guys are familiar with the concept of uh, monster surf rock from, like, the 60s? Like, like the, the Monster Mash? theme song? <laughs> sort of like the Monster Mash, but there was like a long string of like 
surf rock songs that were recorded in the 60s that were kind of monster themed. Like the monster theme song is what I said. Oh, yes. Yeah, again, like that, but like not just that, not limited to that and not limited to things that were about a specific monster or monster project anyway yeah okay so it's 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 like trying to capitalize on the popular 50s and 60s zeitgeists of surf music and universal monster movies it Hmm. is except it happened during those things yes so it wasn't like yes okay but there's also there's like there are later artists who do the same thing uh, and I was listening to an album by one of those called The Ghastly Ones. Um, and they had a song called The Spookmaster. And I really want to, uh, I really want to have a friend that I can call, have that be their mm-hmm. nickname, The Spookmaster. Uh, I, don't I don't think don't that think you can so. do that for a person. <laughs> I think you always you... have to have the Y at the end of Spooky now, from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Wait, oh god, I didn't even think of that. You yeah, guys are but... the worst. <laughs> Listen, some things just are. Yeah. Just to be aware of them. It's... I cannot believe that that's where your guys' minds went. What? I... What? It's... How okay. dare you? <laughs> I feel like I am being portrayed as a monster here. No, no. My innocence. You're, yeah, you're, you're fine. Innocent. You just didn't... It's like, um... I don't know. It's sort of like the opposite of Wolfenstein doing normal marketing for their video game that they've been doing for 20 years and getting a totally different reaction nowadays. Yeah, I guess. It's the opposite of that, where you're like, oh no, I didn't realize that that had come back. So wait, when uh, does that mean that I can't, like, oh man, I, I like using spook as like an, as a verb, like... Well, oh man, that really spooked me. Or like, <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's spooked. fine, probably. But like, if you want to refer to some unknown danger as a spook, like as in like they do in Ghostbusters, that's probably one yeah. to avoid lately. Yeah, I would. Okay, I could get on board with that. Could I say like, oh man, that haunted house gave me some spooks, or is that not good? That sounds like you're talking about mm. ghost currency. <laughs> Can you yeah. say frights? Is that okay? <laughs> It's How's just that? not as funny. What about I mean, Spoopy? <laughs> Are we still no, that? Spoopy is no, a different thing, and spoopy. it's the worst thing. <laughs> spoopy, I cannot believe that we as a society sat by and let Spoopy happen. It was delightful. No. It was a Louisa, simpler time. <laughs> get out of here with No, that. it was wonderful. It was a great thing. <laughs> what yep. did you do online this week, Louisa, so that I don't get furious with you about liking <laughs> Spoopy as a thing? What, what about Creppy? How do you feel about that? Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I don't know what Creppy is, but if it's anything like Spoopy, I'm against it. <laughs> I mean, structurally, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so, online I got mad about the internet again, because I have ordered something online, and uh-huh. it shipped Monday, probably? So I've been checking the updates the whole time. Oh, it's at the facility in Florida. Oh, it's been transferred to this, whatever. And it said estimated delivery Saturday. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know DHL delivered on Saturdays, but sure, great. And it said it arrived at 4 o'clock in the morning at Uh a center in Maryland. And it was going to be out for delivery. And got later and later in the day. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I guess they work real late like UPS guys sometimes do. 
but they never uh, showed up. So mm-hmm. it still said, <laughs> almost at midnight, that it was going to be arriving Saturday, which it obviously wasn't. And then by this morning, they had just changed it to no information. So <laughs> I'm Maybe they accidentally mad. threw it out the window <laughs> while they were driving to your house. I'm super mad that places will give you a timeline, and then if they don't meet that timeline, they're like, uh, there is no timeline. We never gave you a timeline. <laughs> I would love if they started doing that for pizza trackers on pizza order websites. Yeah. It'll be delivered in two hours. Uh, never mind. It will never be delivered. You didn't even order a pizza. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't say it'll never be delivered. They would just say, oh, yeah, Matt Heron's put in an order for a pizza at this time. That's all the information we have. Yeah. Listen, <sighs> there's a lot of rumors going around about your pizza. The only thing we know for sure is that you ordered one. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, so it, it, was, it was about to be delivered and now it's going back in the oven? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's never happened to me, but I have had friends who ordered something from like Amazon and it's come to some place within like 10 miles of where they live and then has gone to the other side of the country. Yeah, <laughs> I see that happen online all, all the back. time. That I is think really I, a shame. I think I talked about this on the podcast the other day where, I, or not the other day, a few months ago where I ordered a thing on Amazon and it said it was out for delivery and then I didn't get it and then they updated it to that uh, it was misplaced during mailing. <laughs> but they didn't give me a refund until I asked for it. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I think I live close enough to an Amazon warehouse that they, like, because I've had the shipping show as, oh, this is Amazon's shipping service that is delivering it to you on an Amazon Mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. Does it come in a drone? Oh, I wish. That would be great. Yeah, Yeah. I also live right near a big Amazon facility because Delaware doesn't have sales tax, so we get a lot of big, like, warehouse Uh. facilities. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you'll order something on a Monday, and it'll be like, well, it'll probably be delivered Wednesday, and then it shows up Tuesday, like, 9 (laughs) a.m., so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. It makes you feel like, am I wasting my money having Amazon Prime? Like, would everything get here in two days anyway, because it's only across the street? Yeah, but if you were to get rid of it, that's when it would take, like, four days. That's how they get you. They would slow it down just yeah. to punish you. <laughs> this guy doesn't have Prime. <laughs> yeah. Stick him in the hold bin. Mm-hmm. Send it to California for a few days. Yep. All right, Jeff, what have you been up to online? So I've been researching memes. Um, are you Ooh. aware of... Uh, of course you're aware of it. The popular image <laughs> of uh, fashionable... Like, 80s fashionable-looking black guy pointing at his head and smiling to indicate yes. that you have done something uh, clever? Yes. Uh, do you know where this is from? I heard it was from a TV show, maybe? <laughs> I heard it was from on a TV. Does that sound right? <laughs> I, took a picture of their TV. <laughs> I thought it must have been from some music video from 1992. But no, it is from... Uh, BBC Three YouTube video from June <laughs> June first of twenty sixteen, and it depicts. Oh, wait, wait! <laughs> YouTube <laughs> video? That's it's that recent. What's happening? Uh, it, it looks like. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> you can practically see the WB logo in the bottom corner. It's so the, old. The reason that I guess the filming looks so old is because it's the BBC and all their stuff looks like that. Um, <laughs> but the person is an actor and comedian named, I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong, Kayode Ewumi, portraying a character named Reese Simpson, uh, a.k.a. MC Rollsafe, uh, in a web series called uh. Hood Documentary. Um, and then on November 15th, 2016, someone posted the first uh, screenshot of this with him pointing at his head and the caption, when you piss her off on purpose so she can say goodnight at 6pm and you can just play FIFA for the rest of the day in peace. <laughs> oh, FIFA, it is a British thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was from the Twitter account uh, Footy Humor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so we're approaching the first anniversary of uh, the memeified version of this internet video that I could have sworn had to be an old music video, but it isn't, I guess. I cannot believe it's only I... a year old. Yeah, I would have insane. I would have sworn on a Bible that I saw it like eight years ago. <laughs> okay, I do have a question about the sentence that this guy is portraying this character and then followed by in a documentary. So what? <laughs> Wait a the minute. web series is called Hood Documentary. I imagine that it is a mockumentary about this uh, this fashionable MC named okay. named Rollsafe. Is it okay. is it offensive? Probably. I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. I mean, it's I this w- it's this guy's idea. So oh. I don't know. It's probably not racist. Right. I hope not. I mean, yeah, I it not. sounds very racist. Although there was that Dave Chappelle did quit doing his TV show that time because he was like, "Oh no, did I do a racist joke?" Yeah, he did all the racist <laughs> accidentally. Uh, I don't know this. Uh, I haven't watched it, so I cannot confirm whether it is the sort of thing that racists would love. I I feel like yeah. it's one of those things that was like a spawn of The Office like all modern mockumentaries are. Yes. And most of those are pretty offensive, even when they're trying not to be. Like, even The Office did a pretty bad job of not being <laughs> offensive a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that was the reason I don't like that show, is because, like, the main character, who usually in a TV show you like, instead was just this, like, yelling, bumbling doofus who shouldn't be the boss. You remember when they started Parks and Recreation and, like, I'm certain the <laughs> elevator pitch was what if uh, the guy from The Office was a woman instead? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was their whole concept, and then Amy Poehler was like, no, wait, I want to make this character likable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was pretty smart of her. It was yeah. a great show. It, yeah. it got infinitely better after the first, like, <laughs> three or four episodes when they were trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I know fans of The Office will disagree with me, but they never made uh, Michael. I guess Michael is his name. Uh, yes. uh, he never became a sympathetic character to me. Like, I watched yeah. when he shows up in the last season to Dwight's wedding. Um, he's still, like, a stupid jerk. Yeah, I like the show, but yeah, I also never really liked Michael Scott, and I know a lot of people did. I don't know. It's one of those things that I liked the show for a while while it was on, but if I think about watching it again now, I'm like, ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> I feel that way yeah. about a lot of shows. Um, yeah, me too. 
Probably. Yeah. Pro- I enjoyed Friends I probably... when it was on. I was thinking about oh, that. Oh, no. Really oh, yes, me too. <laughs> but now, no thanks. How is that even possible yeah. that we were like, this is good television? Here's the thing. We didn't know how good television could be because it hadn't gotten that good yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Also, we were like 13 when it happened or whatever. Uh, yeah, but... that's right. We were 13. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. But Frasier and Seinfeld were on at the same time. And I know Seinfeld still holds up. Frasier, people watch it. Wait, Does it are you hold being up? Sarcastic? Is it good? No, Seinfeld holds up. That I, can't be up. true. I've seen, I've seen episodes. Yeah, there's obviously episodes that are based entirely around Jerry being like, "Today I met a black person." But like, <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there are also like good episodes that are still funny. I don't know if the same is true of Friends or Frasier, or if people just watch those for nostalgia. I think they have good episodes still, but overall, yeah, it'd be pretty tiresome to watch, in my the opinion. Pro- I can't, uh, the reason I can't believe that Seinfeld holds up is the same reason I don't think any of these would hold up, which is that the formula of the joke that was the show uh, is so transparent in hindsight that you are like, yes, this is of course what is happening in this show. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, you mean to tell me that Niles is uh, is looking down on Fraser not for not liking the same symphonies as he does? Yes, of course that's what's happening. <laughs> that's how TV used to be, though. So you didn't have to pay too much attention. Like you yeah, knew it was how like, it was gonna go. It was just like a numbing wave of comforting <laughs> predictability. And now we have the internet for that, except it's terrifying a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. It's like if Fraser had horrible oh body gore and jump scares in it. Oh sometimes. my god! Yes. If, <laughs> yeah. If, that's if what I'm Fra- saying, guys. Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What if... Okay, this is the ultimate hipster thing. Somebody should make... A, the next season of the Full House reboot should be Full House, but with jump scares. Where just one of the characters is like a jump scare murderer, and the rest of them are just the same. Yeah, just yeah. middle of the first episode, uh, Bob Saget pulls out a gun and just shoots Kimmy Gibbler in the face. And they, yes. like, the rest of the series is about that. No is that what American Horror about Story that, is? But... Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> With a laugh track and everything? Oh my god, that would be great. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Are there any podcasts with laugh tracks? Follow-up, should this be the first one? <laughs> yes, this uh, episode yes. should have had a uh, laugh track this whole time, and I now you're off, finally explaining I am explaining off work it. tomorrow. I might be able to dedicate <laughs> Four hours to editing a <laughs> laugh track. Uh, that sounds wonderful and absolutely unbearable to listen to. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, it would take me a long time, but it might be worth it if it was very funny. But if it wasn't and it was horrible to listen to, it might be really sad. <laughs> Maybe, like, just this section from where we mentioned laugh tracks until now could have a laugh track, and that might be tolerable. Yeah, that's true. It would be hard for me to figure out which of the things we say should be punchlines that the audience is laughing at since we don't really make jokes exactly. We just laugh at ourselves. Um, yeah, I would say true. the same thing about the Big Bang Theory. Thank you. Oh, uh, now that's oh, yeah. the place for, like, an ooh yeah. laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
And then there's the laughter under after Jeff's comment, and now we're done doing laugh track for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so you know, it... if we just narrate when there would be a laugh track, you don't actually need to put it in. <laughs> Ooh, that makes my life easier. It also makes it less funny. But man, I'm I'm willing to make that sacrifice, you guys. <laughs> so. Will and Grace came back, and that still has a laugh track in its new season. Oh, really? Do you guys remember huh? when the Flintstones had a laugh track? I'm sure everyone makes this I think comment, but it like, did the whole time. I don't think it ever so didn't have crazy. a laugh track. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. It's a cartoon. Yeah. We're not tricked. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. When something like a cartoon has a laugh track, and you're like, well, it's not taped in front of a studio audience... But that, the laugh track was so extrapolated from that origin at that point, it was just like, this is what you do for a show. And I would like to say, tying it back, The Office was about a documentary being made about an office building for some reason, but then Parks and Rec was never really about a show, except it had the framing as if it was, and that's crazy if you think about it for even a second. Same for Arrested Development. They never address the documentary crew that is there the whole time. Yeah. Arrested Development even has a like narrator who is narrating the documentary you're watching, and they never like address that there's cameras. Everything's yeah. a lie, you guys. Everything is a social construct, I guess. But it's weird that we even wanted like The Office was, I guess, such a big thing that we then wanted shows where the cameras existed in fiction for some reason. Well, Why did we want that? Did it's we? nice to have the talking head moments where you can actually yes, hear what the true. character was thinking and they don't have to convey in the scene. I yes, want so. them, but I want all those shows to have to do what The Office did and spend the whole last season having one of the characters fall in love with one of the cameramen. <laughs> <laughs> that would yep. be pretty good. All right, let's get into these uh, random reddits. So, uh, uh, we none have to of them are spooky. This, well, uh, mine's kind of spooky. Yeah, that's true. So um, okay. I'll say mine first because it's not spooky at all. Mine <laughs> is r slash fantasy world building, which is just about making your own fantasy world for books or tabletop games or video games, I guess. Yep. Uh, mine is r slash Saskatoon, which is about the Canadian city of Saskatoon. <laughs> the fact that Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan is like they were trying to, to punk us. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's very straight. There's like a clear delineation between the like stuff named after native people in Canada and the stuff named after native people in the United States. And it's like we only learned about the sort of like phonemes and mouth sounds you need to do the ones in the United States and all the Canada ones. It's like, what's Saskatoon? That's so crazy. It's like, <laughs> I guess it's probably not any crazier than like Delaware. <laughs> that's yeah. not a good example that's not a native word <laughs> is it true. not but like this no it's lord delaware yeah oh weird i guess i, I just... guess you didn't go to public school in delaware so maybe that uh, wasn't as important to you as it, it was to us i, like I just assumed river no that's a german thing isn't it oh Shit. no hold on <laughs> dumb. We Everything's can't do this. <laughs> the chesapeake the chesapeake i did it okay <laughs> iowa <laughs> Um, okay, so what have you guys have both at least attempted writing fiction? Have you ever done fantasy How dare world you? building? <laughs> so insulting! You've at least attempted. Writing well, fiction. I know Jeff has done it like for real, and Louisa, I know that you've uh, tried it, like done it. 
You don't write fiction generally, right? You're Am right. I wrong? I'm just giving you a hard time because okay. you sounded extremely dismissive. Well, I was trying to figure out a way to make this statement to encompass both of you. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I know, has written books that have been published and sold to people. Uh, Louisa, I know that you have written a few short stories, and mm-hmm. so we've all done a little bit of fantasy world building. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you guys would say, how do you usually start? Um, I, um, I'll, I'll go first, I guess, because I started talking first. <laughs> yeah, um, you better finish it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I, had, uh, I have a story I've been working on for a while where my initial idea for it was... Um, I was playing Chrono Trigger, and I liked the uh, floating city of what is it called? Z something. Uh, in oh yeah. The sixteen, the six hundred A.D. I think it is. Um, there's like a flying magic city, and then all the like poor dirt farmers live on the ground below. I liked that idea, and I'd also been thinking about two different forms of ideal society, and I wanted to explore what would happen if uh, someone and from. You- one of those ideal societies fell from her flying city to the ground where there was a different form of ideal society. And you called it Elysium, starring Matt Damon. <laughs> no, that was just a good society and a bad one. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Jeff, that sounds like a really interesting story, but you didn't even come close to answering my question. Well, the... the what was the question? <laughs> the, how, what do you do when you start building your fantasy world oh, okay. that your thing... Okay, I just wanted to explain that because that was the initial kernel of idea for the basic structure of the world. And then um, I had to, as I was moving the character through the story I wanted to tell, build out the world so that it wasn't just her walking through an empty white space. So it was basically just like, I only built the the world as the story required it to be built and um, expanded on that where it seemed necessary rather than sitting down and designing a world and then doing a story in it like you would have in a role-playing game scenario. Yeah, I, yeah. I I often find that when I try to do that, everything ends up feeling a little flat because it's like there's there's not a feeling like there's stuff going on outside, but I think that that's just because I don't write very well that way. Um, but I've seen a lot of people do that successfully. Yeah, I really love putting in those um, those details that make George R. R. Martin both an incredibly beloved and incredibly despised author. Um, yeah. th- those details are why I love him as a writer. Um, putting in just like, here's a couple pages on the surrounding area and just describing it really well because that's all the characters have to do in sword times is look at stuff. Uh, yeah i personally don't really do any fiction writing it's not super interesting to me but i like the idea of trying to extrapolate a society for a fantasy world that's different from ours in just certain key ways like you Mm. imagine that 200 years ago such and such never happened and then you try to figure out how to go Mm. from there i like that kind of world building Oh, so yeah. you, like the HBO show that they're doing where uh, the Confederacy won. That's the type of story you like to write? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that show, and I think it's a great idea, and I'm super racist. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to suggest a title for your book based on this song I listened to the other day, but I've been told that I shouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> 
when I'm read, when I'm building a fantasy world, I usually like to start with trying to come up with a like a mythological story that the people in that world believe as like a way to explain a phenomenon in their world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in writing that story, which I usually don't end up putting in the actual thing that I'm writing. But in writing that story, I'm sort of like, here's this legendary hero, and that's what he did. And then that that defines what the people of this world care about. And then that makes it so that when I write my story, the hero of my story can be, like, in the shadow of that mythological story. Mm. If that makes sense. I, I have this weird problem... Uh, I guess the most common place where I'd be constructing a story is when running a uh, fantasy role-playing game. And my problem is those worlds are already so well-defined that I feel like I need to read entire wikis worth of lore in order to even begin constructing the basic path through the world. And I don't. I could just make it up. But I always feel so compelled, like, someone did all this world-building for me. I should read it before I do a story in that world. Yeah, I always think it's weird how a lot of uh, role-playing core books uh, have big sections of, like, the world, and then they have some mechanics, and then it's like, for extra mechanics, get these other books, when I feel like the core book should be all of the mechanics, and then if you are having trouble building your world, then you can get a (laughs) world-building book, but, like, I don't know, for me, when I'm writing, especially for Dungeons & Dragons... I know what I like about that world. I don't give a shit about the other stuff that's in there. <laughs> I skip the first third of every role playing book I buy because, like, I can write my own world. Thanks. I think thanks, fifth guys. Ed- fifth edition did a pretty good job by including like a large map of the area with not a lot of detail, and then releasing a separate book called the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide if yeah. you wanted like more details on the towns. But because it's the same setting as the last like two or three editions of Forgotten Realms, Dungeons and Dragons, I'm like, well, all this information exists, I can go find it online. (laughs) And if it exists, I must include it in my story. (laughs) I have to know about it. Like, the town of Lork that you all traveled to, I picked it on the map. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, well, since then, all of the places that you guys have visited while I've been running the game have been actual map locations. Oh, okay, so it's not For just For the me. listener, we play D&D together. <laughs> yeah. This is some pretty wild stuff, if you didn't know that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, okay. have we chosen this subreddit? Because I don't think, Matt, you've even said what you're doing. No, <laughs> yes. I'm, I was doing a brief discussion of the other two, so that <laughs> then when we get into the one we're going to do, everyone will feel like we didn't pay short shrift to those others. Uh, but this the one, one I sucks. I think short shrift is fine. <laughs> the one that we're doing is uh, r slash knife club. A, a place love. for knives. Uh, I just want to do fantasy world building. This whole subreddit is just <laughs> photographs of knives. Yeah, what's it's wrong with nothing that? Else. Knives are cool. <laughs> but they all are all the same kind of knife. It's not fun. They're not at all all the same kind of knife. They're, I've seen... Just clicking through the top, I've seen uh, a folding knife, a butterfly knife, and a bowie knife as the top three uh, posts. When they're open, they're all shaped the same. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> they're, all, they're all just for bullying people. They're all just the types of knives that you None have when you're, when you're a 13-year-old bully and you need to get in real trouble at school. 
Yeah. May- maybe I hope there's got some though. cool, like, uh, culinary or historical knives somewhere, because all I'm yeah. seeing at the top here is quote-unquote hunting knives, which, just like quote-unquote hunting guns, are basically so someone can feel their, like they're big and powerful and macho and just carry around in their everyday life. So they got yeah. camo handles and shit. I don't like that. There's no cooking knives here at all. I agree with Louisa. It's bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should join and then lead the the community towards cooking knives. Yeah, that'll work. Yep, it will. These people uh, are these people are knife weirdos. So, are we really doing knife club? I think we have to. We we all agreed to do the spookiest one. Uh, it's yeah. fine. We won't talk about it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I am watching a gif of a guy whose skateboard is a butterfly knife. <laughs> That's very weird. <laughs> it's the third of all time. I recommend it. Uh, but... Okay, Louisa, read the thing. Yeah, so uh, it just says Reddit Knife Club. Alien doesn't have any special customization. The header is just a black and white photo of a bunch of folding knives. And uh, <laughs> so there's 36,000 blades on this board. And oh, 211 Jesus. are sharpening. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Barf. No, no, hang on. We can't, we can't hate all of them. <laughs> like, I appreciate that they put some effort into it, at least. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's just something about knife people that really creeps me out. Oh, there's a little bit of a dramatic backstory to this subreddit. <laughs> Speaking Ooh. of fantasy world buildings... Listen to this paragraph. This subreddit is based off of r slash knives with a few changes. There will be multiple moderators, not just one all-powerful mod. <laughs> Rules will be fair and opinions will be listened to. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Throwing some real shade at r slash knives. <laughs> These guys brought a knife to a flame fight. Am I right, you guys? Yeah, you got it. Sure. I did it. Um... I kind of think that this is why Reddit is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So many subreddits are weird. just being like, yeah, well, we joined, we started this subreddit because Chad's subreddit sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, too, because, like, why are you getting into fights when your subreddit is just photographs of knives? Yeah, you're going to have to tie your arms together and uh, fight in a parking garage. Am I right? Yeah, I guess... Uh, I'm looking at that was the, solid. <laughs> the second of all time uh, on r slash knives is that scene from The Simpsons where Moe is holding two knives. <laughs> Why are you watching r slash knives? That's not the Reddit we're doing. I had to click through to see if it was any different from Knife Club. It's not. Of course, it's not. None of it is. Psst, hey, Matt. You yes. can put either beat it or bad at the end of this episode. I forget oh, which one has true. the knife fight in it. It's beat uh, it because I remember yeah, the weird Al parody does the same thing. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good because I was just as as we were talking about before we started recording. I was just at a wedding this weekend, and it was a wedding with a lot of white people at it, and so they played nothing but terrible disco and Michael Jackson songs. And Michael Jackson songs are amazing, so I'm very excited to put a Michael Jackson song at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but will you do his spookiest song, or are you going to do one that we've mentioned? 
I think I have to do one that we've mentioned. The the song doesn't have to be spooky. I mean, if we if we get into a discussion of the song that you're talking about, I see. If it I naturally it if it naturally comes up <laughs> the song Thriller from yep. his 1984 <laughs> album Thriller, yeah, then you Yo, can put <laughs> okay. Guys. If you were to talk about some sort of monster mash, just naturally. <laughs> thriller. Okay, are you aware of a version of Thriller that has a rap part over the part that excuse is, me is supposed to be the Vincent Price part? No, I feel like I've heard that, but I don't remember why. <laughs> why the fuck would you do that to the best part of that song? Oh my god, Vincent Price's voiceover in that song is like the greatest thing of Halloween. That that <laughs> is Halloween to me. Okay, so what's the ranking of pop songs that are spooky for Halloween? Obviously number one is Monster Mash or Thriller, and number two is whichever one is not the number one song. Yeah, I think number one has to be Monster Mash, even though Thriller is a better song, because Thriller has other things going for it, and Monster Mash has nothing in its life other than being the best Halloween song. Yeah, and it's so, so G-rated, like it's for every type of Halloween party. That's true. I mm. mean, there's nothing, is there anything really R-rated in Thriller? <laughs> well, not uh, like that, Vincent, but Vincent that Price says the F-word a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> he put I that warning that he doesn't support the occult on it, remember? <laughs> Michael, Jackson ha- Michael Jackson has a real pervert look on his face when he's eating that popcorn. <laughs> well, that's I true. mean... He always has a real pervert look on his face because he was a real pervert. I mean, that's true also, but I feel like before we knew he was a pervert, that was an early warning sign. I guess that was after we knew he was a pervert. Oh, I still had this um, fantasy world building tab open. There's only 163 people on that board. Uh, I guess it's good we didn't cover it. Yeah. Yeah, we have the potential of reaching 36,000 people through Knife Club. <laughs> people with yeah. knives. <laughs> Anyone who's just searching Twitter for Knife Club will come across our episode of the podcast. Like, guys, knife, knife people are definitely better than gun people, right? We all agree? Yes. <clears throat> I are think knife ob- people... Oh, go on. I think objectively speaking, yes, they are. But uh, in practice, they're the same type of lunatic. <clears throat> Yeah, I think the the Venn di- diagram probably has a huge overlap. Yeah, it's I almost think, a circle. I, mean, I quite like knives, not this kind of knives as much as like utility knives for like crafting things with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm not a knife person. I don't yeah. think you're a knife person. Yeah, I don't think you're this type of knife person. I'm certainly not this type of knife person, but you're I not... like knives. I have a really nice <coughs> pocket knife. Yeah. I have it in my <coughs> hands right now. It's, oh no! It's talking to me. Listen, you can put that down. You don't have to threaten anybody. It's, it's fine. You can Listen, sheath it again without saying... drawing evil blood. It's fine. Listen, all I'm saying is, give me your wallet, and we don't have to talk about this anymore. I um, I I, part of what I don't like about Knife Club a little bit here is that it's also got like jokes on it, and not just photos of knives. Like, I'm looking at one of the top posts, and it's a cover from one of the Adventure Time comics where Finn is looking at his wall of swords. And none of them are knives. They're all swords. The bottom row is all his swords, and then the row above that is all, like, pop culture swords. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't... That seems like it breaks the rules, but it's the 12th best post of all time on this board. Hmm. Yeah. No one ever... No one ever... Every subreddit that has gone on for more than a week has broken its own yeah. format. 
unfortunately. We talked about this before. Everyone's just hoping to get together with other people who have one similar interest, and then they hope that they are important enough to talk about whatever they want, and they don't have to use that interest anymore. Uh, I'm just going to r slash Clancy Brown to make sure we still haven't broken our format. Uh, Nope. I think they're still good. (laughs) Everything is still about Clancy Brown, you guys. It's great. All three posts, most of which are by now. now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) We're really kicking ass. What movie did I just see that he was in? Please do not go and join Reddit and go to that board and make it be about knives or some other type of thing that's not Clancy Brown. Yeah, don't. Please do not. um, (laughs) Unless it's about how Clancy Brown loves knives, which he probably does because he's awesome. He he was just in the Netflix original movie Little Evil, which I don't recommend because it's bad. Yeah, he'll do anything, though. Yeah. That's the thing about him. That's the thing that makes him so great. He did a better <laughs> job than Adam Scott, who I am now convinced, because I watched this movie, is not actually charming at all. No, no. Then I shouldn't watch that movie, because I think he's very charming. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll watch it. You'll be like, ah, Adam Scott is boring, actually. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think knives are pretty cool. They're yeah, like, I know. You said that the whole time. <laughs> they're like the the second the second tool we came up with after hammers, right? Probably, I guess. I mean, if you consider a a blunt rock to be a hammer and a sharp rock to be a knife. <laughs> oh man, sharp rock would be a great name for a DJ. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be awesome. DJ MC sharp, sharp rock. rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. You guys ever done any flint napping? What's nope. that? That is where you use a flint and you chip away at another piece of flint very carefully to try to make little chips that will make a blade. So you have a sharp stone blade as a Stone Age uh, uh, technology. But I, I have was... done that and it's extremely hard to do. <clears throat> yeah, when I was in London and I went to the Museum of London, they had a bunch of flint tools that they pulled out of the Thames and they had like a demo of like, this is how it was made. And I was like, God, that would take forever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess they didn't have anything else to do, but how, like, I would not be able to stay up on my Twitter feed if I had to make flint tools all the time also. I found a photo that I find extremely amusing, uh, entitled Taste the Rainbow, Mother F. Blanked Outers. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can assume what goes in those stars. Um, and it's a photo of a man, uh, well, a person, I don't know, uh, holding eight knives on their arm. They're all the same brand and style of knife in the following colors. I'm sure you'll know because it's a rainbow. Right to left, <laughs> they are black, dark brown, navy blue, black and gray, gray, lighter blue, uh, a different color of gray that is basically the same shade, but like a little different, and orange. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most creative bunch here on Knife Club, unfortunately. Yeah, I've bought a whole rainbow of the same knife. You know, there the rainbow. Some, there are some very cool things on here, though, of like people having made or stained their own <coughs> knives. There's one that's the ninth top of all time that's called Double Recurve Full Dress Balasong I finished up today, where they've stained the blade of their knife with like cool oil slick pattern. And it looks really good. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty cool. 
I was gonna say kitchen knives, and I really like the fancy uh, steel ones that have the, the folded wibbly. steel. Yeah, so it yeah. looks like wood grain. That's pretty awesome. That is really cool. They're like a thousand dollars a piece, though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's one. It's a photograph of the reflection of a knife, and in the reflection is a bullet and a gun. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh this is what. I, wait, this is what I was going to say. Uh, before the gun people, knife people are better than gun people. Are knife people better or worse than the drug people we've seen on Reddit? Uh, worse. Think? Worse. Worse because they, <clears throat> they're they kind of want to use their knives to kill people i yes. will say yes that because there's that but i will also say the people who like knives like you said there's a couple who are doing something creative hardly anyone is though they're just buying some knives to be yep. a knife person well Whereas you're almost just all buying drug some people. drugs <laughs> but they're having an experience did... not just collecting objects yeah, That's and when true. we did those party drug ones, people were, like, molding the drug powders into cool <laughs> When we did molds. those party drugs, you guys, you remember how creative we got? <laughs> oh, I love that Ikea um, one still. I still love it. It is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> the 35th top of all time is called That Follow Through, and it's a guy chopping through 20 water bottles with a single stroke of his knife, and that's pretty cool. Are knife people better or worse than sword people? Uh, worse, because I feel like sword people really dedicate themselves to learning about how swords are made and, like, the history of swords and stuff, whereas I feel like knife people mostly are just bragging about how many knives they can afford. I really want to see, I'm watching this water bottle gif right now, and it's in slow motion, and it's really like, I just want to see him do it. Oh, here he goes. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. That is actually really really cool. cool, right? (laughs) Holy cow. That's pretty uh, great, actually. I, I'm glad I, I sought that out. It's interesting that this counts as a knife for this board, because it's really more of a machete that he's using. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Isn't a machete a kind of knife? Is it? This this one's little enough that I, I don't think it would count as a machete. It's like halfway between a, a knife and a machete. Yeah, and then a machete is like halfway between a knife and a sword. Yeah, so it's a quarter of a way to a sword. <laughs> yep. It's a quarter sword. That's the type of sword, right? We did the monster math, you guys. (laughs) Oh no, stop it. Pretty good. Pretty good reference to a previous episode of this show I did. Mm, Is it? It is. Uh, The one right below that gif is a comic where someone stabs themselves in the chest because they're answering the phone on their uh, wristwatch while using a knife to cut onions. Mm, that's pretty hilarious, I guess. I, I don't yes, like that comic, because I'm imagining that character suffering a lot of pain or dying. Because <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's not a funny joke, there's like a lot of blood in the last panel. A lot of these knife guys are very into, like, chopping shit with their knives on video, and I feel like that would only ruin your knife, right? Yeah. Like, I'm watching a thing called Knife Sports, I guess, where a guy is chopping through, like, planks of wood and soda cans and water bottles and stuff like that with his knife. And, like, surely that is going to ruin your knife. Mm, but he loves sharpening his knife. I guess. Every time I sharpen a knife, I'm always, like, acutely aware of the fact that there's only a limited number of times I'm going to do that before the knife falls apart. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Even though it's going to be, like, 
10,000, I still am like, I'm taking away matter from this knife. It's not (coughs) infinite. Honestly, that little stone wheel, you wet it down and everything, but as I'm grinding stone off of it and grinding my knife, like, it's upsetting. I don't like this. I'm ruining both of these things. I use a whetstone instead of a wheel, which maybe is a bad idea, but that was the cheapest thing I could get at the time. (laughs) Um, And so, like, little, like, metal powder flakes off of it and then i have to brush it off of the stone and i'm like oh my god this is my knife this is this used to be on my knife i found maybe the tackiest post on the board i think Mm -hmm. uh it's the 30th of all time the headline Uh is r.i.p carrie fisher may the force be with you forever and it's a photograph of six knives uh which i assume are all star wars themed Three of them look vaguely like lightsabers. One of them is obviously Boba Fett themed, and the other two are just white, which I guess represent Princess Leia and a stormtrooper. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see this one kind of looks like Princess Leia. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Uh, it's like it's the worst. It's it's the Reddit equivalent of those political cartoons. Every time a celebrity dies. Yes. There's one where somebody just tosses off the term, well, today's carry is the... Today's carry? That's what you're going to say about your dumb knife? God damn Yeah, because they oh, carry a carry. different knife with them every day. I was day. still thinking about Carrie Fisher, <laughs> and I was really confused. <laughs> yeah, today's Carrie Fisher is a later one from when she was on 30 Rock. <laughs> today's Carrie Fisher is from when she was in When Harry Met Sally. Remember that? Remember you guys? She was in that? Nope, oh, I never was she? She, yeah, she she's was, she was she's, the friend of Meg Ryan. <clears throat> she's in the Blues Brothers. She fires a bazooka at the Blues Brothers several times. Yeah, that makes me sad. <laughs> like that's clearly in her days when she still was fine with being exploited as a woman. It was uh between the first two Star Warses. I liked yes. that I liked that role. I thought it was fun. She worked in a salon called uh Curl Up and Die. Yes, but doesn't she get, like, shoved into, like, human waste in a sewer because, uh, uh, she's too in love with the, with, what's-his-face? Yeah, John, um, John Belushi does trick yes. her into forgiving him and then drop her in the sewage and walk away. Yeah, that's not great, you guys. <laughs> to be fair, she was just firing a machine gun at him. Yeah, but that... These are both bad things. They don't cancel out or anything. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <coughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you liked this episode of Seeing Reddit. Uh, I hope that we talked about knives enough for you. We probably didn't, but that's you fine. You animals. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us uh, on Gmail. It's seeingreddit at gmail.com or on Twitter uh, at seeingreddit. And we very much appreciate it if you can rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want to reach me, uh, this is Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at KamikazePilot. Uh, you can email me, Jeff at FunTimes.online, uh, or Instagram is JeffJK, but otherwise I'm taking a social media break at the moment, so those are the two places. Oh, I also I guess Patre- Patreon. <laughs> Every website. time I think yes. about it. <laughs> uh yeah your depressing dot online redirect did run out i'm sorry <laughs> uh i'm louisa you can find me on twitter at heronbird or instagram at louisa heron Alrighty, quick shout out to the folks that have been talking about us on twitter thanks again to sugar high uh thank thanks you. to jamie torres uh who likes our love of waluigi i appreciate that yay 
Uh, thanks to uh, Tanner, as always. Thank you, thanks Tanner. to You Stole a Tuba. Um, <laughs> you tuba. And thanks to us for talking about ourselves an awful lot. Yep. So, Hooray. okay, thanks everyone, uh, and make sure to come back next time. But in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. ASMR, change that number on your dial. Uh, to a place called Old Sturbridge Village in Massachusetts uh, the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the Massachusetts equivalent of Colonial Williamsburg, if that <laughs> makes sense. Okay. Uh, and they Wait, do... Massachusetts already has Salem for that. They're, they have two places like that? Well, Salem isn't a historic city. It's a city that has a lot of history. It's not like... You can't go to Salem and be like, here's a guy pretending to be a blacksmith. Why don't like, they have that? No, they should no, absolutely have that. You say that like it's crazy. I honestly thought they did that in Salem. They don't do that? No, Salem is a real, like, modern yes, city. Yes. I know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, Sleepy Hollow has the Ichabod Crane tour you can go on where people pretend to be yeah, headless no, horsemen guys, at you. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> I feel like you're purposefully misunderstanding me. I feel like you're purposefully the misunderstanding me. I listen to me. You can't make fun listen of me to me. it was real. For the love of God. <laughs> go on, all right. Go ahead. Go okay. In Please continue. <laughs> In Salem, or in Sleepy Hollow, you could say the sentence, I'm just going to run into CVS and pick up a Pepsi. Yes. Okay, in Colonial Williamsburg, or Old Sturbridge Village, you cannot, because all of the buildings are like mills and shit. There <laughs> isn't a CVS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's pretending to be Benjamin Franklin or some bullshit. So, that's the <laughs> kind of a conversation where... with a rap catcher. He's like, oh, Pepsi? What manner of <laughs> yes. brew is this? Is this not like a theme park in a normal town? 
No, this is the town. The right. town, right. okay. just like Colonial <laughs> Williamsburg, the town <laughs> is like a time, town out of time. I've never been to Colonial Williamsburg. All right. Okay. Can we just for a second acknowledge <laughs> that I think Jeff and I are asking genuine, curious questions okay. about this, and you have immediately decided that we are against you. In yeah, we're not making way. we're not okay. making fun of you. We're just stupid. Listen, I have a lot of adrenaline in my system right now, and that's not helping. But also, I I feel like because I started this with you know Colonial Williamsburg, and you guys both said yes. I'm like I'm aware I of f- it. <laughs> like it was a trick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> Hold on, Colonial Williamsburg has a spa and a gym in it. It's not that old-timey. Is it just for cast members when they're not in there? <laughs> like, foam Benjamin Franklin suit? <laughs> oh man, I would love it if Colonial Williamsburg only had people in mascot costumes of old-timey Oh, old that would people. be amazing. <laughs> uh, I would anyway, go to that Ren Fair. 